The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they tickle the funny bone. That's good. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. In regards to the media, they continually bruise the brain. Ouch. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use if we don't sit on our blessed assurance. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? I'll tell you why exactly. Because the ministry pays for the airtime. That That's exactly why. And then also Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. <laughs> the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400,000 milliseconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. I'm not sure why you're asking because we, we don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions like this, this kind of question. What do we expect when we pray? Do we expect something to happen or nothing to happen? It's a fair question. Hey, if you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, don't let it die of loneliness. That would just be sad. Just reach out to the telly. And give us a call, 972-445-0770. can also use, also use your smartphone, which are, all of them are smarter than I am. But you can just call, 972-445-0770. When you call, 972-445-0770, today you will be talking to Amazing Jen. Amazing! Here's the bottom line. Now, before anybody thinks I've driven off yet another board operator, <laughs> there's Dave chewing him up and spitting him out. <laughs> That's not what happened. Uh, Dynamite D is, uh, in fact, uh, in a road process. His steel chariot had a failure, and so uh, Amazing Jennifer is taking over for him. And let me tell you what it's like talking to Amazing Jen. That's like winning a first-class trip to the Bahamas, all expenses paid. Can that also be a one-way ticket? 
Some days I, I, I really wish so. Right. You, you and me both. Okay, absolutely. All right, so we're going to have fun with Jen today. She's awesome, fantastic. She's just a total pro, so she's more pro than, than all of us put together. That's the key. You can also text in, by the way, uh, to the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Now our NPR voice, 214-210-8483. Additionally, you can send an email, david, at he org. That's david. That's not anything but the D, the A, the V, the I, the D for david at he org. We're going to send you up to the website. A couple things to tell you up ahead of time. Please don't forget, next week has a schedule alteration because Noel and I will, in fact, be going to phoenix on thursday night so next friday the show is going to be a phenomenal replay you don't want to miss it it's a really specifically chosen i think you really like it Uh, additionally on the website is the opportunity to give to support the ministry it is 100 percent safe 100 percent tax deductible and also if you don't like doing it through a website on the website is information how to give through a check or a credit card making it simple please check out the website he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. That's all, folks. Wait, wait, hold on. Excellent sound effect there. That was excellent job. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you. That was excellent. A uh, couple of things to tell you to make sure you are aware of. We are going to open with a word of prayer. we got to pray for Noel's boss. Mr. Webb is Noel's boss, and he had a surgery, and he reached out to Noel yesterday. Uh, you know, he's, he's out uh, from surgery leave for like two or three more weeks. He called Noel yesterday and asked for prayer. Because he's super duper duper uncomfortable. Major surgery on his back. So we definitely want to pray for him. We're going to lift him up uh, before the Lord. Please don't forget about your April buddies. That is important as well. Being praying for people in the framework of the audience. Somebody that you've heard. Somebody you've heard of. Somebody who's called in. Somebody who's answered a trivia question. Anything along those lines who's connected to the radio audience. Please be praying for them. But let's lift up Mr. Webb. Let's come before the Lord in prayer. Let's do it right now. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you. We praise you. We acknowledge you. You are awesome to us. Our our lives are great because of you, and they're tough because of the things we do. And your mercy just keeps pouring upon us day after day. And we just appreciate your love and your grace that you give us. And we lift up Mr. Webb. That that kind of surgery that he had, very invasive, very uncomfortable, and he can't find a comfort zone. So we are asking for him. He's one of your children. We're asking for him. Please pour your peace into his mind and a stillness into his body because it's very uncomfortable, very difficult, and we just pray that it would start to change from today on and that he would know it's your hand that's doing it. We pray for grace and mercy in his life and for those around him and for his family and for all of his support system. We ask you to bless them. We pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen and amen. Okay, so uh, prayed for Mr. Webb. That's a pretty big thing. Uh, I'm going to give you a Levi update in the next segment. 
but I will be here tomorrow. Okay, that's good. I said that we might not be here uh, tomorrow. My wife told me that was bad. We'll discuss that later. I'm going to go into the teaching first, and then we'll go from there. Uh, if, uh, those, uh, for those of you that don't know, we are in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and we are at verse 1 in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I love this teaching on 2 Corinthians. I hope it's a blessing for you guys. Here's what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, starting with verse 1. Therefore, since we have this ministry through the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. Instead, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not practice deceit, nor do we distort the word of God. All right, let's back it up. This is Paul. He's talking about a ministry. And every time there's something in Scripture and you've got somebody like Paul or you've got somebody like Peter or, you know, somebody that's a, a major player in the in the New Testament church, you think, you know, when they're talking about we, man, they're talking about all those dudes and all those people that are just like at the front lines and doing all that stuff. And my, that just sounds so nice, but that's 100% wrong. Wrong answer. When Paul says we, guess what, Kimosabe? He means you, me, and everybody else who has received the mercy of God. We have this ministry of reconciliation. He's going to go deep into that in another chapter. We all have this ministry. Does that mean we all should put on a tie and get a stage? And then uh, on a stage, we should have lights and blarings. And No, that doesn't mean any of that. It means that we, as in you and me and everybody else, have this ministry that has to do with understanding the goodness of God and that we are vessels of that. Do you got to speak well or wisely? It's the Holy Spirit that makes the difference when you speak to somebody, not the way you formulate words. We don't save anybody. And I just get, you get tired of it because people are like, well, I've led a thousand people to the Lord. Here's a hint for you, Sparky. You didn't lead a single person to the Lord without the Lord going ding, ding, ding. So if everybody needs to just bring that down just a little, let's understand chapter 4 of 2 Corinthians, Paul's pointing out that we have received this ministry. And the emphasis is, even in the Greek, on the word we, as opposed to you, me, him. It's all of us in a combination. It's the plurality. And the portion of this verse that's really a key in understanding how ministry works is this. Therefore, since we have this ministry, through the mercy of God. In other words, when we involve ourselves in ministry, we do bring skills, understanding, and wisdom and different things to the table. Most of the time, they differ from person to person, but they all come from one flow, and that flow is the mercy of God. And so what happens for us is, and, and it happens in ministry, and I've been in ministry a long time, so it's it's not something I'm unfamiliar with. I've done it. I've done it wrong. I've done it right. I've done, so I've done it left. I've done it right. I've done it up, down, north, south, east, west. I've done all that. Here's the thing. The best ministry is when you're just a vessel for whatever God is doing. We have our personalities, even this show. It's got my personality in it, and we do the different things, and we engage with one another. That's cool. 
but the real ministry comes from the mercy of God that's poured upon each one of us because of his kindness, because of his love. So real great ministry flows through the mercy of God, not the brilliance of the minister. Great ministry comes from the great one. And what was awesome about some of the people that have been most influential is that when you interview them, when you talk to them, people like Billy Graham, people that are like Oral Roberts, people like that, they will tell you, yeah, it wasn't that much me. <laughs> it's like, they will tell you that. It's like, yeah, I, I was there, kind of along for the ride. That's when it's great ministry because it's the Lord doing it. So when you're worried about or concerned about how you're talking to somebody or sharing with somebody or praying for somebody or you're worried about the performance side of it, I understand it. I mean, I I get it, but we put a lot of emphasis in that and we should draw that back and put a lot more emphasis in the fact that it's the mercy of God that brings about everything and anything. And then we can rest in that and say, it's up to you, Lord, because you know what? It's up to the Lord. That's the key. All right, we'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Like any person searching for answers, I, too, have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? When Joshua was trying to figure out, you know, the Lord and his decision for the Lord, and he, he was doing pretty good and had good training, uh, uh, he made a decision to, to follow the Lord, then he made a decision that he wanted to really commit to devotions. I told him I was proud of him for that. That's his own decision. He has to make that call. Nobody can choose that. You know, I was listening to something the other day, and this is one of the most bizarre statements. You're never going to hear a more bizarre statement. I hope this gets on the radio. You know, you can be born and raised Jewish. You can be born and raised Italian. You can be born and raised in many different things, but you can't be born a Christian. Can't do it. Because you have to make a decision for Jesus Christ. There's no being born a Christian. That doesn't work. That's a lie. You have to make a choice, an individual choice. Your 15 generations of your family could be Christians. When you're born, that does not make you a Christian. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's when you become a Christian. You understand that difference? It was just something that dawned on me, like, you know, people don't talk that way. Well, he was born in a Christian family. That doesn't mean he's a Christian. Plenty of murderers came out of Christian families. That doesn't mean a thing. That's nothing. But anyway, going back to it, I had to add sure that because that's that thought that just really struck me as odd. But the power of our words is, is, is so noticeable. And Jesus says, hey, you know, I got one for you. By your words, you're going to be justified. By your words, you're going to be condemned. So my question to pose is, why? That's so forceful and brutal. And the answer is in Matthew chapter 15. Matthew, you guys like that one, huh? I like that. I can tell people, oh, I like that. Matthew chapter 15. Here's the reason. Verse 18. Matthew 15, 18 says this. 
But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart. And the reason that Jesus said, by your words you will be justified and by your words you'll be condemned is because your words reveal what's in your heart. And you will know, you can listen to other people and know by their speech. And I'm not even talking about coarse language. I'm not talking about swearing. I'm not even talking about any of that. I'm not even necessarily talking about negative speech. I'm talking about you will know a person's heart by what they say. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Well, we're happy to be connected, glad to be connected to KAAM. And here's something you guys should be aware of. You should probably go to our website. There is a little bit of a petition taking place with people who are in AM radio. And I'm not going to get to the too deep into it, but I'm going to say this. The newer car models are trying to kind of 86 AM radio, which is you know, not great, right? It's not the end, but it's not great for people like me. It's not great for KAAM. So on our website is a little form that you can fill out. It's supposed to be for broadcasters. Guess what? You're a broadcaster. I just anoint you. Broadcaster. If you want to go to the website and fill out the form, it's to the senators in Texas saying, hey, don't let that happen. That's not cool. So uh, you're welcome to do that. That is a big deal uh, on all of our parts, okay? Because, you know. There is 75 million people in America that are 60 and over, and we like AM radio. <laughs> and I like having a job. And I like having it right, right? Exactly. It's like they would put out, they would put out so many people, but they would also put away so many ministries. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, see what's going on. What have we been saying? Saying the same thing over and over again, telling people over and over and over again, they're trying to take out the ministries. They're trying to take out the ministries. Well, via the use of electric car, they're saying it's too much interference. So let me get this straight. You can get a car to drive on a battery, but it can't pick up an AM signal. What is wrong with you? What's the statement? You can put a man on the moon. You can't figure that out. Okay. Nobody believes that. All right. Anyhow, uh, so go to the website. There's a little fill-in form. It says click on the image. You click on it. You fill it out, and uh, you'll get an auto reply from Senator Cruz. And I think it's Corbin. Is it Corbin? Is it the other one? Cornyn. Cornyn. That that one. Yeah. Okay. And then there was a third one on mine. <laughs> oh, there was only two on mine. Okay. okay. I'm special. You are. We'll just leave it there. Good job being special. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Here's our trivia question. After the trivia question, uh, I'm going to tell you the story about Levi, and then we'll do our DNA. Okay? All right. So here's your trivia question. Uh, super easy to start with. True or false, because Jesus was God, he didn't really have to obey his parents. True or false? Hmm. Huh. Huh. As a child. Ha! Huh. There you go. That's the caveat. True or false, because Jesus was God, he didn't really have to obey his parents as a child. 
true or false. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Additionally, you can send a text, uh, David, or I'm sorry, text 214-210-8483, or send an email, David, at he must increase. Dot org. Let me give you the story of uh, Levi, and then after that, we'll do our DNA. The story with Levi is I got uh, in a little trouble when I got home because uh, on a rare moment, uh, my wife was listening to the show and heard me mention that we were going to likely put Levi down on Friday, and she said, boy, oh boy, are you wrong, buddy. So uh, they've given him a new kind of medicine, and it is supposed to enhance his life and give him another month to two, and then that's going to be kind of it. He can't go much farther than that unless the Lord heals him. So I just want to point out that I will be here tomorrow. (laughs) I will no longer make a declaration as to what's happening with Levi other than this will be his last year, and then I'll leave it at that. (laughs) And I will let you know as things advance. But praise the Lord, he was in a better mood today. So, I mean, I'm I'm happy about that. And he's my little, you know, I love Levi. He's my little buddy and uh, has always been. So, uh, you know, he is our, he is our, we say, he's often a little more loving than the kids. Not the grandkids, but then the kids. Anyway, we'll just leave that there and move on. So just keep us in prayer, and then uh, nothing happening as of yet. And when it does, I will let you know, and you can pray for us because we'll be a mess. Okay, good. All right, uh, trivia question. True or false, because Jesus was God, he didn't have to obey his parents when he was a kid. True or false. Again, if you think you know the answer, reach out to us, 972-445-0770. 214-210-8483 or send an email david at he must increase.org. Let's do our DNA. You haven't done DNA for a while. You ready? You feel good? Bring it. Oh, there it is. There's the attitude. Here's the first one. D, draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. That's very good. That's right on target. Every day. How many days is every day? I'm not answering that question. You have to be able to figure that out. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. I know the world wants to shame. I know they do, right? But they like to live in the shaming process, and that ain't going to work. Never be ashamed of Jesus or his words, or he'll be ashamed of you at his coming. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve. OPM. Other people matter. Not just you on the radar. But other people on the radar, it's not that you can't think about yourself. You just can't be only thinking about yourself. It's the difference between selfish and selfless right there. That's how you get the definition. All right, we're going to lift up real quickly. Joanne has got an important meeting uh, right now that she's going into. We want to pray for her because it's a very, very important meeting uh, from a legal point of view. So let's just pray for her real fast. We'll pray. Father, we lift up Joanne to you and we lift up Cordelia to you, her big support. And we just ask you to bless the two sisters. And we ask you to give great favor and wisdom to Joanne and to her counselors and that she would know your peace as she makes the best decisions that she can in order to honor you, in order also to move forward in life. We ask you to bless her and guide her and direct her. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay. Had a lot going on today. (laughs) 
Have you noticed that? All right, let me get back to the text. Why? Because uh, that's one of the things we're supposed to do on the show is the text stuff, right? Here we go. Uh, we just did, therefore, therefore, since we have this ministry through the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. Instead, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not practice deceit, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by open proclamation of the truth, we commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. You read a text like that, and you go, what did he just say? (laughs) I don't even know what he said. Here's what he said, okay? We don't lose heart because of God's mercy and endless kindness. That means that although we should never practice sin, we can never lose sight of the fact that we are sustained through his mercy. In other words, you're not supposed to live a life practicing sin. Your goal is not to sin your brains out. Your goal is to be reflecting Jesus more and more. When you fall short, if you happen to fall short in an area, you can count on one thing. The mercy of God enables us and sustains us. It's new every morning. You don't have to be discouraged. You don't have to lose heart. But then he says something really weird, and I don't think a lot of people catch it. He says this, by open proclamation of the truth, we commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. What does that mean? What is that? Paul contrasts practicing sin with the proclamation of the truth. And the more, listen to this, this is a big, big gem. The more we proclaim the truth to ourselves and to others, the more practicing deceit weakens in our lives. It's a nifty little key, but if you speak the truth Often, you take power away from the deceits that work inside of you because you speak them, you hear them when you speak them, you speak them to other people, and the truth separates us from those deceits. You see, that's just, that's just cool. You got to catch that. That's just cool. So speak the truth a lot. Worship to the truth a lot. Get involved a lot in that. When you do that, you give yourself a sense of freedom against the power of deceit in your own life. I mean, come on. That's cool. All right. Somebody is ready to answer a trivia question? Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh, are you there? Are you there? Are you there? Hey. Hey. Yeah. Uh, hi, this is Eric. Da-da-da. Uh, Da-da-da, Eric. Trumpet, hey, trumpet. brother. How are hey, you? Hey, yeah, the trumpet's blowing. It's going to be here soon. <laughs> uh, answer the trivia question. Uh, the um, I would say there's not any direct scripture on that, but I would say that being an Israel is, Israeli man, 100% man, he has to obey his parents, but is being a hundred percent God, he has to obey his father, the God the Father. So either way, he has to obey his parents, either human parents or his father in heaven parents. Well, first of all, excellent answer. So we're going to give you the ding ding. 
And second of all, in the Luke text, it says that he was subject to his parents. In other words, he did obey them. So ah, even though he was, okay. he from the Heavenly Father point of view, no question about it. And from the parents' point of view, right up until he was no longer a child. So that's why I threw in the caveat when he was a kid. See, see where I see did that? I threw that in there at the very end. Ah, I ah, see. see. I see. That, was, uh-huh. that was sneaky of me. Okay. <laughs> Excellent job, hey, my let's... brother. <laughs> I've loved the teaching in the last couple of days, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about Levi. Yeah, I appreciate um, that. And uh, also, I want to, um, uh, if, when you get those cookies from Don, if he ever brings them to you, uh, you got to share them. Okay. <laughs> we'll have a cookie fest. <laughs> we'll call it cookie fest. <laughs> All right. And, and prayers for Joy Ann uh, for today. You got um, it. That's right. She needs prayer love for them today. Love all. All right. Love you, Thank brother. You, David. Love you, brother. Right. You, you're my love buddy. You, all, all right. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. We got a break. We're going to take our break. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Your break. Be right back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Verse 24 in Mark 5, it says Jesus went with them. Sometimes Jesus went there. Sometimes Jesus just spoke the word. Sometimes Jesus went there. It's all. It happens in all different ways. I did read this ridiculous thing from this one person who said, you know, Jesus, you know, healed, you know, every single person uh, in the entire uh, community and didn't charge anybody any money. This was, it was, they were trying to make a political argument. And the fact of the matter is he only healed one guy at the, at the pool of Bethsaida. And that was actually a hospital. <laughs> I was like, what, what, do you guys read this stuff? Is this, did you read this? So this is where you pull back from those kind of things and you go, can we just keep it on track with the truth? It's just easier if you just tell the truth and keep it the way it is and not try and make it fit some kind of narrative. Here's this narrative issued by Scripture itself. Jesus tells Jairus, don't, don't, ignore what these people are saying. Don't be afraid. Take a stand. Now, I want you to, I'm going to read verse 37. You got to catch what Jesus does. Amazing. He did not let anyone follow him in except for Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jairus, uh, Jesus saw the commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why is all this commotion? Why all this wailing? The child's not dead but asleep. But they laughed at him. And he put them all out and took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said, Talitha Kaum, Talitha, Talitha Kaum. And that means, little girl, I say unto you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. Remember the woman of the issue of the blood was 12 years of the issue of the blood. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this. And he told them to give her something to eat. Jesus was still ministering to this little girl, even though she was physically raised from the dead. He wanted to make sure she was taken care of. That's how Jesus is. Okay. But what I want you to get is Jesus and the disciples and the parents. So they're all there, right? Because you got the parents there as well, right? And everybody's going, she's dead. She's dead. She's dead. And they're making fun of Jesus. What did Jesus do? Kicked him out. You know, for everybody that thinks that everything Jesus did was pull a flower out of his sleeve uh, like a magician and just smiled and, uh, and gave everybody an air high five, that's not how it went. Okay? They laughed at Jesus, and he put them all out. He took the child's father and mother and disciples and went with him. What did he do? He cleared the air. 